Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by director and writer Michael Morris. His latest film, To Leslie, tells the story of Leslie a West Texas single mother struggling to provide for her son when she wins the lottery and a chance at a good life. But a few short years later, the money is gone and Leslie is on her own, living hard and fast at the bottom of a bottle as she runs from the world of heartbreak she left behind. With her charm running out and nowhere to go, Leslie is forced to return home. The film is called To Leslie. It is a powerful drama. It is a story of just how far someone can be pushed before they push back. The film is called To Leslie, and we're joined today by the director, Michael Morris. Michael, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. This is a film that takes its time to tell a story, allows us the opportunity to get to know all of the characters in it, a superb cast. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how you came to this particular project. Well, I I was very fortunate. I still feel very fortunate that one of our producers, who's also a fabulous casting director, uh, who, who we work with on, on the film, sent me an early draft of the script out of the blue, simply because she said, and this occasionally happens, I guess, um, it had never happened before. I, I read this script and I, and I saw you in it. I thought you would love it. <clears throat> and I'd been looking to, to find a film that I could really invest in as my first uh, time directing a feature film and it was sometimes you build that up to such a level in your mind that you don't know when you're going to find something that's that's going to kind of move you and 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 then I had the, this revelation with this one which was it wasn't just that I liked it it was just that I had to make it there was something about the character of Leslie and not just the character of Leslie but I think I saw parts of myself in her I think obviously but I also saw parts of myself and everybody who is affected by Leslie in the movie. I think I sort of understood on in a very basic level when I read it that that means that this extremely specific story um, was universal in some way. You know, that's how it spoke to me. You know, I didn't grow up in West Texas. I didn't grow up with the same set of problems that Leslie had. I haven't had to deal with the same set of problems that Leslie has. But every part of the movie that Ryan um, wrote based on his own experience in large part just spoke to me so I just knew instantly that I had to do it and I think yeah so it came out of the blue is the is, is is sort of the easy answer the script for to Leslie was written by Ryan Bonaco and I know that it is at least in part based on his own mom and it brought to mind something for me that I think every person goes through in some manner of speaking, which is the moment in which you see your parents as people. Mm. Someone, if you met them outside of the family, your reaction to them and having a relationship with them and what that would mean. And that that's feels like part of this is a, a deeper understanding of his own mother's journey and how universal that is. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really lovely way to look at it because uh, I would, I really want to say that not that this isn't a um, a sort of uh, measure for measure portrait of Ryan's mother Leslie, 
Um, Ryan's mother was Leslie, uh, that was her name, and she certainly had a lot of the struggles and a lot of the, the relationship at the heart of this between Leslie and her son James in the movie is informed by Ryan's experiences with his mother. But there is a sort of a character was created in the script and further created on set with Andrea. And so I just want to say that it's not, you know, a biography. That said, that's what you said is exactly right. And I think it's one of the things I loved about it. This is a movie that that wants to understand someone, you know, without preaching about them. It wants to, it's called To Leslie, I think, for a couple of reasons. I think one, you know, that's the form of address when you write a letter to someone. And I think in some senses, that's what he's doing. You know, he's like, I, you know, we had a rough road. I want to know what went into that. I, I'm, I'm not starting this movie, I think he would say, because I want to, um, I'm angry. I, I want to start this movie because I want to understand. So I want to write a letter to Leslie. And I think also this is a, it's it's a cheers, you know, to Leslie. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's also, this is a movie in which a lot of things happen to Leslie. You know, it's a woman who, who doesn't have agency and yet was put on this earth to have agency. She's a strong woman in my view. She's someone who wants to, to drive her life and is finding her life undrivable. I think all of those things go into, into our starting point. Mentioned to you before we got started, this is a saga. This is a, a multi-chapter look at her life and all the, the, the arc of her story. And oftentimes sagas or, or epic stories are told about external things about the West, the American West, or conquering, uh, you know, a war or something of that nature. This is an internal saga, and I, I love the way that this landscape continues to expand throughout the film. Mm-hmm. It continually pushes out beyond these very simple and very kind of, uh, you know, familiar tropes about someone going through what she's going through, and it just, it, and much of it, I have to say, is because Andrea. Riceboro is a remarkable presence in the film. Yeah, yeah. She she was the first. I was very lucky in this. There's so many ways that a director can count themselves lucky. I think anyone who gets to sit and talk about a film they've made is obviously very lucky in some in many ways. Doubly lucky here because when I first got the script, I wrote down on the script uh, Andrea Riceboro, and underneath Andrea Riceboro, I wrote uh, Owen Teague, who plays her son, and largely that's because we had worked together uh, on a uh, on something for netflix a few years ago called bloodline uh, i i went and joined bloodline in their second season and that's when andrea came and, and and joined the show so we had the experience of building and developing her character together and owen played her son and he was a remarkable actor even then when he was very green just beginning and i just knew that this dynamic in my mind we, i had sort of teased a dynamic like this in bloodline and i just knew that there was more to get but who gets that luck and and i can tell you it goes down you know it's going to start sounding trite so i won't name everybody but but certainly you know alison janney yes. on my first script you know absolutely can i get alison janney to play this role uh andre roy I mean, we're talking like andre royo has been an acting hero of mine as for many of us since since i saw the wire and was so, I, I couldn't believe that that was a Juilliard trained actor. He was so transparent in that role. It was unbelievable. So the fact that he came and signed on. So I, you know, I've had, a, I've had a, my share of luck in building the cast you know, for this movie. 
Stephen Root, who is just a chameleon of a an actor. He's able to yep. play comedy, drama, melodrama. You know, he's everything. And he's he, everything. he is the Swiss Army knife of acting in a lot of ways. We see him, we see him in so many different kinds of films. And yeah. he is remarkable. And then Mark Marin, who yeah. I mean, a stand-up, I have this theory about, about filmmaking and and there have been so many stand-ups who have gone on to become remarkable, dramatic actors. And Mark feels like he's certainly on that trajectory himself. I think he has that. I cast him here and it was like pure drive to get him because I knew that that was who, who I wanted and I didn't take a no for an answer. And I think, you know, if you ask him, he, he would say, like, I tried to say no, like I didn't want, I wasn't going to do this. I am not familiar in the same way that many, most people are with his stand-up. And I'm not even really familiar with his podcast or the, or the you know, the Mark Maron persona. And it's so strange, but I had seen all five seasons of his show, Maron, that he did, in which he played a version of himself. But he's so full of, it's real. His performance to me is just unvarnished and real. And, and he has this ability when he talks about playing it. It's my favorite thing. You never, you don't hear it enough, I think, um, on sets and stuff. When he's asked the question, well, how, you know, how did you play the scene or what was your preparation for the scene? He's just like, hey, I mean, I had my own experience with these issues and these, these moments. And I just watched and I, you know, and I saw what she was doing and I, you know, thought, yeah, I can help this woman. That's acting to me. That's not someone saying, oh, I just, I thought that, that line would be funny or I thought I would look at her a certain way. There is an artifice in him. And thank goodness, because like that's, you really need that directness. Uh, and Andrea is such a skillful actor that you never feel artifice with her. You know, she builds a character from the ground up, but you never, in my opinion, you never feel it. That's uh, one of the gifts of truly uh, um, well-trained and um, accomplished actors is the ability uh, to see on the outside what's going on on the inside in a way that it furthers the character's development, has an ability to kind of pull you in and hopefully yeah. to be empathetic to her. And that's a word, and I, I, in reading some of the notes on the film, I know empathy was one of the things that was a priority for you in terms of developing her character and her story. Let's talk a little bit about some of the people that inspired that in, in you and in, in terms of other actors who, who've gone down this road in some way. Actors, you you mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Of some of the people that inspired. I think that's a. It's funny when I break down my favorite performances, and my favorite, um, you know, there's so many you can't really. Uh, and my favorite films, you know, obviously I think everybody has favorite puts their favorites into certain buckets without even really knowing, you know. Um, but it, I always love John Cazale more than anyone else who is in the movies with John Cazale. You know what I mean? And I, he, to me, feels like that kind of an actor, someone who is there to service the part and the moment, no matter what that moment asks of him, right? And, and he, without a, an outside voice of an ego that would say, you know, you could be pretty cool in this scene if you did X, Y, and Z. And, and I think that he, like, so even from a, when I used to watch him, like right at the beginning, you know, when I was just watching everything I could watch, that was that kind of performance. I could talk about uh, Juliette Binoche in Three Colors Blue. I think that's another performance where it is just, you know, there you from a movie like that, or for all of his movies, really, you learn, I think, what silence does in a performance, that there's a kind of 
there's a commercial sometimes desire to rob the movie or the show or whatever it is that we're doing of silences. I don't know what it is, almost the kind of commercial feel that silence is robbing the audience somehow. It's not the words are more interesting and words can be really interesting. But silences, I think I got this from early theatre days, silences are words if they're done right. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot communicated between the words. Oftentimes the words are just things we hang the truth on without really meaning it. Hey, how are you? You know, can mean you know, go screw yourself. I don't want to see you again. You know, if you say it right. So, so oftentimes the things that we're communicating are not on the language. And so it was very important for me to give space to those moments and understand what was what the real score was, you know, um, other than just the language. And I feel like Ryan, our screenwriter, has an inherent understanding of this, which is one of the reasons I love it. Films and, and performances of empathy, you could talk about the Darden brothers, you could talk about I'm obsessed always have been, always will be with that documentary um, Salesman made by the Maisels brothers, which is just to me like a primary text. It's it's exactly what empathy on film looks like, I think. You just feel, just lean in the entire time without being asked to, without a swelling score telling you how to feel at any moment. You just feel it. Yeah, I think I've had those types of films in my uh, life. You, and, and also in some of the notes I saw that you mentioned, for, and it just strikes such a chord with me is the performance of Emily Watson in Breaking the Ways. That was for me, one yeah, of yeah. the best performances at the time I saw it. I just was completely blown away. I don't want to distract from what Andrea is doing here, but I just, in terms of just being able to allow the, the, uh, the viewer into her yeah. vulnerability, her complete vulnerability. Yeah, in that way, uh, totally. There's two performances that I should actually answer your question with really. One is that, and I'll just come back to it in a second, because it's, to me as well, it was transformative. I was living in London and, you know, just, oh, I'll go see this film. And just was totally, you know, just, I think I sat, I never used to sit through the credits because I think I, you know, I was like, oh, i got to go. I just sat, I think, until they kicked me out. The other is a film that I came to more recently, actually. I found it on Criterion. Uh, but it turned out to be a, a connection point between Andrea and me when we started to discuss this is Barbara Loden's film Wonder. No one understands it in an English accent, but it's, it's spelled W-A-N-D-A. Um, and it's this incredible character study she did. Um, tiny budget. It's just what you're talking about. Uh, it, it's, it's just you are just let into this woman's life in all of its you know, glory and, you know, horror. You're just let in and you spend this time with her. And it's just breaking the waves informed was where actually I, I had the notion of, of how we shot the film. Because I, mean, I thought one of the interesting things about breaking the waves was it's, it's a wide format movie. It's a two, three, five uh, ratio, but it's handheld and very intimate. And I think the combination of the, the widescreen format, like you said, you often reserve for, big sweeping westerns or you know epic battles or to just to tell this woman's story oftentimes in close-up and handheld i found really compelling and that's what um larkin uh, my, my camera um, cameraman and i did on this so two three five in widescreen on film but often very very intense and, and, and close up it's a beautiful film to look at the the music is incredibly important and 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 very pivotal in her story there's so much here to like and to recommend um, your own background is uh, you've gone, you 
have a remarkable background in television, episodic television, as well as theater. You were one time manager of, of the old Vic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was my very soon uh, early job for me. That talk about being in the right place at the right time. That was wow. transformative. Yeah, yeah. Well, Michael Morris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for two Leslie, and it is coming out October seventh. It's being released through uh, Momentum Pictures. Be looking for this. There are a slew of amazing performances in this, but Andrea Riseborough is incredible. And uh, thank you so very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon sometime. Thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music